Welcome to an episode of What's Happening in Travel with Kushu and Kerwin. Kushu is not here this week. And uh, this week, it's been a very interesting week in, um, in aviation. Uh, we're going to talk about, um, I guess, AI in travel. And we're also going to talk about uh, the big story is uh, the fires in uh, Maui. But before we do that, I wanted to I'm going through my photos and I found a photo of a sunrise in uh, in the Okavanga Delta in Botswana. And the African sunrises are just amazing. Uh, the sunsets are equally amazing. So I thought I'd share um, that picture. And for those who are listening, it is up. Uh, there's like a water going all the way out. And then there's like a little land at the end and the sun is rising. But if you want to see that, just take a look at the video and you can, um, the video is on YouTube, youtube.com slash goes and you can take a look at it. So today's big news is the uh, fires that are in Maui. And uh, let me give you some information about that. I'm reading from Reuters, R-U-T-E-R-S. And uh, I'll read it because it makes it easier. So it says, uh, August 10th, uh, wildfires on Hawaii's Maui Island and Big Island have killed dozens of people, forced thousands of residents and tourists in to evacuate and devastated the historic resort city of Lahaina. Lahaina is on the west side of Hawaii. Here are some key questions and answers from the disaster. There's one question everyone, everyone asks is, how did the fire start? They actually don't know. Uh, it started on Tuesday night, um, and they have not yet determined uh, how the fire started. The National Weather Service issued warnings for the Hawaiian Islands of high winds and dry weather conditions, which are ripe for wildfires. Well, one of the things, um, as uh, that picture I showed you in Africa, is um, they have wildfires as well. And these wildfires burn acres and acres of land. The thing, though, is that there isn't a lot of people uh, living in these areas uh, that are burning. And when we were driving through, we would just drive for miles and the area is just scorched. And one of the interesting things you'll see, you'll see the area being scorched, and then you see like this magnificent green tree and everything around it is burnt. So it's it's quite amazing uh, how, how nature works. Um, there are little factor, nearly 85% of US wildfires are caused by humans. According to the US Forest Service, natural cause including lightning and volcanic activity also happens. The Hawaiian Islands have six active volcanoes, including one on Maui, and record-setting heat this summer has contributed to unusually severe wildfires in Europe and Western Canada. Scientists says that climate change driven by fossil fuel use, has led to more frequent and more powerful extreme weather events. This is not a discussion of uh, climate change. I'm just reading what our writers had to say. What's driving the hurricane? The Hawaii wildfires wind from Hurricane Dora, hundreds of miles southwest of the Hawaiian Islands in the Pacific Ocean, have fanned the flames across the U.S. state. Officials say, in addition to Dora, a low-pressure system to the west near Japan is also contributing to the high sustained winds. 
dry vegetation is also a contributing factor. The spread of flammable non-native grasses, grasses such as guinea grass in areas of former farmland and forests have created large amounts of small, easily ignited materials that increase the risk and severity of fire. So that tells you um, what's causing uh, these fires um, or, or what's contributing to them because they still don't know what's the exact cause of this particular fire. There's actually big fires in three in three spots. If you actually go to a map of Google, uh, maps at google.com and pull up Maui, you can see the spots where the fires are um, on on the map itself, at least where they I guess where they the big the big ones are. Um, so how does this relate to aviation? Well, Hawaii, it's summer and it's Hawaii, and it's a uh, major um, travel destination. And so, um, like everywhere else, all the flights are full. And if not a friend, he and his family was going out there and uh, their flights got canceled when they got to Dallas and they didn't. And now they've canceled their trip out there because they're using the airport as a staging area. Lots of airlines, uh, Hawaiian Airlines and Southwest Airlines are flying between Maui and Honolulu, which is another, uh, Honolulu is on, is on Oahu. And they're flying uh, between um, Kahului uh, which is the main airport in Maui, OGG, and Honolulu HL. And they're charging, it's like $19 for the fares uh, to go between the two. And I think Southwest has fares to the mainland at a $479. Now, this is one of the reasons why you should get travel insurance. I, I'm going to go there. Uh, but but the thing with travel insurance, uh, it, it doesn't cover, some things may not be covered. So you need to check that. Check your credit card that you use to purchase your vacation and see if the this type of event is covered uh, under that. Um, but you know th these these things do happen from time to time, so make sure you check and see uh, if you can recoup any any uh, any any of that. Um, it's it's obviously it's burnt down quite. I think it's burnt down almost all of Lahaina. And so people's homes and livelihoods, and uh, I think about at this point, 36 people have passed away uh, as a direct result of the fires. Um, so if you if you have a trip to Hawaii, um, call the airlines and call the hotel and see, I know some hotels are not allowing you to cancel your trip. Um, so you may, you may want to just call them and find out what's going on there. Uh, same thing with uh, the flights, the airlines are giving you a, an opportunity to book later flights. So yeah, the airlines that served uh, Maui are like Alaska, United, Delta, American, uh, Hawaiian Airlines, and um, Southwest. Uh, so call your airlines and check uh, what you can do with your with your vacation. Um, pretty devastating uh, what's going on in Hawaii. Uh, the next topic we have is AI, artificial intelligence. Now, um, there's been a lot of talk about AI. Uh, um, a lot of people in the travel industry are, quote unquote, uh, not happy with AI, AI because what it does is give you advice. And as travel uh, information folks, for want of a better word, uh, that's what we do. So you guys come to me and I give you an advice about, you say, hey, I want to go to Maui um, for want of a better place. 
and I can give you information about Maui. Uh, and now with the AIs that are out there, you just go ask the AI and the AI will tell you what to do. I'd say seven times out of 10, it's correct. One of the reasons is that um, one of the major engines is called ChatGPT, which I'm sure you've heard a lot about. Uh, that gives you information up until 2021. Uh, so it's not current because uh, we're in 2023 at the moment. Um, and so the information is not always current, but a lot of the information hasn't changed. So unless there was something that was built over the last two years, the information that you're getting is still correct, right? Or if it's changed. So a lot of my uh, colleagues are upset about it. In my mind, I think it's a good thing. You can tell me what you think about AI. Uh, in terms of travel uh, or just in general. Most people would say it's going to replace your job. Well, every technology that has come in has replaced people's job. Uh, you know, um, no matter what people tell you that it's not, it does. What happens is, though, is that the people who are doing the jobs that get replaced end up doing something else. Uh, so I'm going to give you some um AI sources, including a new website that uh, myself and another friend of mine created. It's called 10 in 24. And uh, it gives you 10 things to do in 24 hours in any city. So what you do, you go to 10in24.com and you type in your city and you type in the country where the city is located and it'll give you a list of things you can do, 10 things you can do in 24 hours. So go check it out and let me know what you think. Another tool that's out there is called GuideGeek. Now, GuideGeek is um, it's an AI, it's AI, and it's based on uh, WhatsApp. So you go to GuideGeek, it asks you some information, and you get uh, a, a new um, contact on WhatsApp. And basically, you ask this contact, I'm in Maui, what do I do? I just arrived. Um, how do I get from the airport to the city? Uh, it will be interesting to see what the response is when we have something like this going on. So I should check that out and see and see what it is. But uh, but these tools, um, they are quick and they are intelligent. There is so much going on in the AI space. Um, and I think um, Expedia also has AI built in to what the, to what they to what they um using to provide you information. Um, and there are lots of applications that our people are building to do that. So go check out 10in24.com and let me know what you think about um, this new application. And if you're using any other kind of AI uh, in travel, uh, feel free to pop me a note, feedback at passrider.com um, and let me know what you, what you think. I did also want to mention that uh, uh, Maui is not the only place that had wildfires this summer. Uh, Gre uh, Rhodes, which is one of the islands in Greece, uh, also had uh, similar issues earlier in the summer. And uh, more than 19,000 tourists were evacuated. Uh, this was um, actually in, in July. Uh, so this is not, it's not unique to Hawaii. It's closer to home because we're all in the United States. Um, but this did, this did happen before. Um, 
it says uh, the weather-related issues affected other regions in Greece as well, not just uh, roads. The island of Corfu also evacuated travelers. And one of the country's most iconic, iconic attractions, Acropolis, had to be closed to visitors as temperatures in Athens soared to 111.2 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, 44 degrees Celsius. Um, it is actually pretty hot here in Texas, like 107 degrees uh, today. Um, so the the crazy weather around the world is not just affecting uh, places here uh, in the in the U.S. Um, now they say actually that um, Rose is back. They're pleased to announce that the operational state of emergency had expired in the island of Rose. Rose life is now returning to normal for the entire island of Rose, including a few areas that were affected. Greece relies heavily on the tourism industry with 18.5% of its national GDP coming from travel. Um, so this is not, you know, unique to the, to the, to the United States. Uh, un, unfortunately, as I mentioned, this stuff happens in Africa as well. And the next story is about Concord. Now, uh, Concord has been sitting in the Intrepid, um, on the Intrepid, uh, uh, what do you call the aircraft carrier in New York for 20 years. Didn't realize it's been there that long. And it's kind of beat up. I was just in New York. I didn't get a chance to go see, but I'd seen it on, uh, on prior visits. And apparently the paint is really beat up and all that. And so uh, they moved it. On, uh, I guess yesterday uh, they moved it um, from where it is at the uh, Intrepid Museum to uh the uh, Brooklyn Navy Yard, and where in about uh, I guess six months or so, uh, it's going to be um, refurbished. So they're getting going to take off all the paint, um, I guess, sandpaper it, for want of a better word, and uh, then they're going to repaint it back in the British Airways colors and look nice and spanking new. And while it's gone, they're going to refurbish the pier where it was sitting. So that's going to be nice and new for it to come back. I flew Concord uh, actually 20 years ago <laughs> in October. I did a flight from uh, um, Toronto Pearson to JFK. It was a repositioned flight that had flown from London to Toronto, and then it was going to do Toronto to uh, JFK, and then JFK back to London, and I was able to, to get that um, tag flight in the middle. It was about 1,000 Canadians at the time. And uh, it was one of those flights that um, was very, 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 very good. 100 people on this one, this airplane. And uh, we did we did uh, break mock, which we're not supposed to. But they, uh, by the time the captain pulled back the stick, and uh, well, not back the stick, but throttled back, we blew, th we blew through mock, and then we came back. So just for a few seconds, uh, I flew... Um, above the speed of sound. Uh, so it, it's 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 kind of the one I flew is not the one that's in that's that they're refurbishing now. It is the one that is in uh Seattle. So if you go up to Seattle at the um museum at Boeing Field, that's the one that I that I flew in. There's also one in Barbados. They still in this hangar and they can't quite get it together to start showing it. And I wish they would because I really do want to see that one. Um, but it's it's there. It's in a hangar. If you go to Barbados, 
when you come out of um, uh, customs and immigration, or if you're departing, it's it's on the left. If you're departing, it's on the left side. If you're arriving, it's on the right side. And it's across in the parking lot. You see the big hangar, and it says Concord on it. Um, but you can't go visit it just yet. They even have a little thing that says, "Hey, we got Concord, but you can't go see it." Uh, it's a little model of Concord. It's also there. Um, another another Concord is um, there's an Air France one. Uh, there's actually two. Uh, one is the first one that was built for the Air France, and that one one is another one that was taken from the fleet. It's inside a building, and you can actually walk through it. And uh, I think I have a video or something I can uh, add as a link uh, so you can see that. So that's what's going on with Concord. Uh, they're moving it. So if you go to New York looking for it, you won't be able to see it because it's in the Brooklyn Navy Yard, and they're fixing it up. Uh, so um, that's it for that story. And our last topic for today is that uh, Virgin Galactic uh, took, um, I think it's its first uh, voyage up with, uh, I guess, regular people. Um, two of their ladies are actually from Antigua or as Antigua Heritage. And um, there was a gentleman who he had paid for his trip a long time ago. And there's a lady who's an Olympic athlete i think i think it was but um this happened uh on the uh the 10th uh so that was actually quite quite uh quite quite the feat um i had seen this uh the transport a long time ago uh but i think uh the original thing was done by i think bert bert Rattan, if i'm not if i'm not mistaken and they had the transporter because um, it goes up on this airplane and then it's the thing is underneath it. And then uh, when it gets to wherever it needs to go, it separates and then it flies around, goes and goes on, it goes on the edge of space enough for you to be weightless. Then you're there for like two minutes and then it returns to earth and it lands like a regular, like a regular airplane, which is kind of cool. Uh, so that was done um, today. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to go to space? Um, I know now is you know kind of a novelty and it's very expensive. Uh, and I think the two people from Antica who went, they won some kind of lottery that they had uh, way back when. So it's very cool, you know, to see like normal people go up to uh, go up to space. And these are four normal people that went up to space this time. Um, so that's kind of cool. So let me know what you think about that. Uh, you know, going go just going out and going out into space. And would you do it? Um, you know, I mean, I I sure would if I if I had the opportunity. Matter of fact, one of my friends went out and he covered the event, so it'll be good to see his um, his information on Instagram. Uh, I think his tag is Chris Chris Flyer. Um, so that's all I got for this week. Pretty short and pretty sweet. Uh, hope you guys have a good week and a good time whenever you fly again. Uh, remember that it's summer and, uh, the, a lot of schools have already started, at least here in Texas. Uh, some started this week, others will start next week. And so if you're coming from the, if you're coming into the U S as an airline employee, uh, you're going to have a lot of issues because the flights are going to be full because everybody's going back home. 
if you're going out, you're good. Just when you're coming back, you're going to have issues. Um, so that's all I got for this week. This is Kerwin with PassRider.com and CruiserAltitude.com. Uh, whenever you go flying, enjoy the flight and have a great week.